save people's lives. I jump buses on a flaming motorbike. Yup, I'm just a product of a moving generation. Everything I do, I do it with no. Hey everyone, what's happening? Back in action, I'm keeping up with the Chaldeans. Got my co-host Anthony Toma today, along with Calvin Kassab, known as Cal Doja. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friend Mervet with Chloe's Treasure. You've got the season coming up right now for communions and events, graduations also. Think of uh, Chloe's Treasures when you guys are looking for that special gift that'll last. So today we're here to uh, present Cal. We're going to call him Cal Doja. Cal Doja. That's where we're going by. Cal Doja. That's my man's nickname. So Cal's got a few things uh, that he'd like to talk about today. He's done things from the music industry as a hip-hop artist to doing things with the... Uh, movie and uh some of the cinematic things out there that uh that he'll present to us today to tell us you can watch and he's also got some things in the work right now for us to view so welcome on the set it's good to have you on thank you very much cool man it's a pleasure cool. to be here cool it's good to have thanks you thanks for it's coming man. You. thank you so it's you want to keep up with you guys yeah that's yeah. what we're trying to keeping up with the chaldeans <laughs> so um let's flow into uh let's start off with a little bit about you and then get into some of the stuff that got you into hip-hop and mm -hmm. then working with your brother if we want to give him a shout out too as well with some of the things he does we'll probably keep him out of it okay just because i don't like to know he's i'm always living in his shadow my whole life anyway yeah. so, uh, well, it's I'm never the shadow you're by his side man you're never in the shadow you're by his side so so um what 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 got you into the music part of it how old were you when you started um, some of the stuff that you've done so far, where do people find you, you know, with the music that you put out. So if we get to that, be good. Okay, sure. Uh, a little bit of backstory, I guess. So, um, you know, I grew up just loving stories and writing. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my real foundation is as a writer. I used to um, always love writing class in high school and all that kind of stuff and even the younger grades. And then, I, and then as I grew up and hit my 14, 15, 16, started really listening to music, you know, when you start getting into music. Sure. Um, first, I was actually into uh, a lot of, um, like, punk rock and hip-hop. Mm -hmm. And then I started to really just get into hip-hop. So I grew up on, like, Biggie, Tupac, DMX, Nas, sure. guys from that era. Mm -hmm. um, and then Lil Wayne, too, was always one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. So maybe when I was, like, 16, 17, I started writing lyrics to yeah. their songs i would take the beats um i used to love the cash money beats i don't know if you remember cash money sure and a lot of sure. times they would they would run their beats long like after the song the beat would keep going for like a minute yep and then the beat would keep going i would just sit there and i would just start to think of words and i think a lot of times that that actually inspired me to like start putting I words on the beat. I if that was designed by then. I by think them. in a way, I by think design. they did that. Like where it, you can just flow with them on the song at the end yeah, and stuff yeah. to keep it going. They would just like let the beat keep bumping for a minute. You know it, what I'm saying? That's yeah, genius, yeah, actually. It, 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 yeah, it makes sense. It like inspires people to keep doing that. And this yeah. is a lot of times. This was like before the era of like having everything downloadable and chopped up. And there's mm -hmm. an instrumental of this and the 27 remix on YouTube mm -hmm. as soon as mm -hmm. the beat comes out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, having that was was a blessing. So then what I would do is I would write like a few lines here and there. Sure. Because a lot of times me and my friends would hear songs and we'd come into school the next day and be like, did you hear this new Lil Wayne? He says this line and that line. So I would come in and be like, I'd give him a couple lines and be like, oh, that's dope. I'd be like, oh, that's from the new Lil Wayne song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And after yeah. I did that a few times and everyone would be like, it's dope, it's dope, it's dope. And I was like, I'm going write, like, to write a song. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just started, you know, just started writing songs from there, finding beats, falling in love with beats, starting on mixtapes. Yeah. And it's not as easy. 
as what some people think it is. You're not just riding a beat. If you go back to the um, cash money part that you were talking about mm -hmm. when it nears the end, how many bars were you really getting? Yeah. Four, six, end, eight, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, you'd have a line or two. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So but most most songs are, uh, most hip-hop songs between the hook and all that are, are eight bars to 16 bars, right. depending on what they gap in right. between. Unless they take the whole two, three minutes and just go no hook, yeah. then they're just laying as many bars as they can down. Uh, those guys are sick. Yes. Those so so that's what I want to talk to you. So explain to the viewers and people that are coming up that are looking to get into hip-hop, what is a bar... How do you know? How did you know to start reading those bars? Oh, you want to do hip hop one hundred and one? That's well that you you're, yeah, you're giving you our viewers what? an understanding that is of how a, you That's learn. a great question, actually, because you know what? Uh, that there is a point in time where you're like, "What is a bar?" Yeah, there is that always. So we're just flowing to the to beat, not thinking like, "Where do I stop?" How do you explain I... what a bar is? A bar is like, um, you know, usually a beat is is usually when they make a song. Sure. Usually, mm -hmm. it's like eight bars in the chorus. Mm -hmm. And then the verse will be 16. Yeah. So it's like twice as long. Yeah. And the bar is is just that um, that tempo, that one, it's two, It's separated three, between your BPMs. Four. Yeah. It's, exactly. So I actually grew up playing, uh, very little people know this, trombone when I was in middle school. So that's where I learned whole notes and half notes and yep. tempos and stuff like that. But I wish I would have retained that more. Sure. I don't play any instruments. My instrument is my voice. That's all I do. Mm -hmm. My son um, plays the trombone. Does, does he? he really? Yeah, fifth grade. Yeah. That's the trombone, easy. you gotta yeah. oil, is he oiling up keyboard. the slider? I guess. Oil up that slider. <laughs> I used oil to do the, the keyboard. I used, I used to watch the kids do the trumpets and the trombone too. That's not easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. You used to do what? That's tougher. Keyboard. I used to I'm play sure. the keyboard. Well, Omar, which which you know my brother Omar. Yeah. Well, um, he started playing piano. I think at like I think he was like nine or ten years old. Mm -hmm. He had the nice big pianos okay. in the house. The guy would come in and do it. So I'd always listen to him, and he's like, listen, if you go to do it in school at Refuge, they offer these classes. Mm -hmm. If you're going to go do it, he's like, I'll, I'll help you with you know, with some of the stuff. So mm -hmm. what he's talking about in regards to it is knowing the notes and stuff, it's key to music, mm -hmm. especially with hip-hop. Mm -hmm. Because you have to, you're landing, you're landing like, so you're like, did-did-did-did, pop, did-did-did-did. Pop, right. did, 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 pop. That's how you're flowing. Or you're mm -hmm. like, did, did, pop, did, did, pop. That's the difference of the speed of the song of how fast they rap right. or how slow they go gotcha, to it. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so that's something. What do you listen to? <coughs> I listen to R and B and uh, audio books. Okay. Really? That's, a big <laughs> that's good. You know, I just started looking at that. You know, that's um something big yeah. that's coming. Audio books and in and R and B. There's there's no difference in the beat. But what's happening is usually there's there's singing over it, obviously, mm -hmm. and there there's just way more words in hip hop, yeah, um, which makes it tough, in a way because a lot of guys need to fill space, sure, because they have one or two good punchlines, right? They right, want right. to they want to put the punchline in a good spot, and they're yep. just filling space to the punchline, yep. Whereas opposed to you take somebody like a like an Eminem or a Nas who like. In every there's something meaningful yeah, in everything started, they're saying. Listen, yeah, you just you just went to that's why they're at the top. Just, just yeah, for the record, well, as, of the this the as of this morning, um, Eminem is now part of the Guinness Book of World Records for the most words put out. And um, he put that new song out, Godzilla with Juice World. Okay. In the end, he rhymed so many syllables in a matter of so many seconds. Yeah. That he put like 229 words down. He's now in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the. Uh, but to tell you something on him that that I that I learned because I used to mess with the music industry back in okay. like when he first popped off ninety nine mm -hmm. two thousand and so forth. Right. He would lay the track down, and Dre would come behind him and put the beat to it. 
Mm, you know what? That's a whole different world. Having a producer like that yeah. is a whole mm-hmm. different world. I've yeah. actually started working with somebody like that to where, you know, I recorded these songs mm-hmm. and I, uh, for the for this, uh, I have a mixtape coming out, The Philosopher's mm-hmm. Stone, I call it. It's okay. a play on the word, The Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Instagram, I have um, Caldoja The Philosopher. And if you listen to my lyrics, you'll see why. But um, the guy I'm working with now, I said, I recorded a lot of this new mixtape and I liked how it sounded when I recorded it, but now I'm taking it to this new guy who's taking the beat and tailoring it to my voice more. Mm-hmm. Dropping it out where it needs to be, switching it up where it needs to be so that mm-hmm. my voice shines more. And so having a producer like Dre, yep. who can just take your voice and be like, I'll build the song around your voice, yeah. is just a priceless thing. Yeah, because the when it, when a lyricist writes a song, mm-hmm. it is in, in the voice and in the inflection, and they want to go back and forth. It's hard for me when I f- try to find a song that, that's a good template mm-hmm. that has enough change-ups and things to where you can really say a lot of different things and put a lot of different emotions and meanings and feelings. Mm-hmm. When things are too standard and the same, it's like you get sick of it after a couple minutes. Sure. And the way music is now, sometimes they're, they're like sometimes one song is like three songs. Mm-hmm. You'll they'll, they'll be on the radio on that same song, it'll be like a Jay Z song, and like one minute into the song, the whole beat changes. Sure. But it's the same track. Yep. Yeah. It's sick how they do that. So it's Philosopher's people, Stone is a song. It's a rap the song. Philosopher's Stone is a mixtape. I'm gonna drop it out this year. Can you give um, us a little bit of it? Uh, yeah, actually, one of the songs that we're going to play, this one, not this one, but the other one, it's called I Love It, mm-hmm. uh, is out there. Um, a remix? It's a remix. I wrapped it over the Kanye beat, I Love It. There it is there. Yep, that one right there. Okay. Keldoja, Keldean, and American is, Blend. Is that is that legal to be able to... to it's, it's on, uh, it's on he, SoundCloud. It's not for sale. If, he's, oh. if he sells it, it, not it, becomes, sale, a, it yeah. becomes illegal and copyrights go into a oh, problem. Oh, yeah. so cool. But if you just... if. If you're just putting it out there for people to just listen so to, so really you yeah. could gra- you could do whatever you want. But, but YouTube that. and these things will shut you down at times. That's the, the thing. If well, you're, if SoundCloud, you're... SoundCloud understands and they know. Like yep. When you're putting a lot of stuff, I put out is mixtape stuff. Yeah. They know it's other people's beats, and that's how SoundCloud is. SoundCloud's like a way for you to show all that stuff. I have legit stuff. Uh, my album, The Harvest. Yeah. It's been out for a while. Made your own beats and did your own stuff. That other it. song, yeah, they're all those are on iTunes. Yep. But everything is on SoundCloud. Yep. The, the legit ones and the mixtape ones. So, so Who drew the camel. I, but I still, I, I borrowed that off the camel cigarette box. Oh, oh. that's the camel <laughs> nice. cigarette box. She's zoomed in crazy. and tailored a little bit. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you remember when we were younger? I mean, if you, did you ever listen to Ice Cube at all when you were younger? Yeah, of course. He used to, he used to have that Jack and Beats, Jack and for Beats. It was a song that basically like. He took a whole song and he jacked beats from every oh, artist. Uh, really? And he called it jacking for beats because yeah. what it was, people were using beats and starting these mixtapes back then. Uh-huh. And they were actually trunk selling them to make money. Yeah. But they took it off of like, say, Ice Cube put 50000 on a beat. Right. And that's how some of this stuff yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. It's I remember still that. like that. No. Yeah. Nowadays it's still oh, yeah. like that, but it's legit. Half the songs that come out that are hits, yeah, it was just a hit twenty years ago, yeah, and they just put a hip hop beat on it now, yeah, or they yep. made it a techno Cleaned beat now. And oh yeah, you, you I, yeah. I mean, because I've been around so long, yeah, I, I hear old music and coming back inside the new people, music. And the kids these days think, yeah. oh my god, what a great beat! But yeah, yeah, and it's it the temptations. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like they just put a techno beat on yeah. it. Yeah, and it doesn't even matter if it's like when we hear on the radio or if you're at a wedding, you hear a Majid do it. 
Yeah. He, he's he's Doesn't taking he? some of our old stuff and he's mixing it right, right, with right. his Arabic influence on the music, you on the song, you know? Good music is good music. Sure. And, and especially when you're young, you don't know. Who, as we get older, we become maybe more like purists. You're like, oh, that's from my era. Oh, I know that. But when yeah. you're young, it does, it's just like if you, when you hear something sweet, mm -hmm. you just want to listen to it. You rock right. out. You don't it. even know, know who it is half the time. No. So here's a question for you because, um, like, like, like I, I noticed because I, I followed it for so long for, for hip hop, but. You're Calvin Kassab. Yeah. You're Cal Doja. Yeah. You're Cal Doja philosopher. Oh. So are you like what Eminem does? And are you Eminem? Are you Slim Shady? Are you Marshall? Just so the viewers understand that. He plays a different character in his songs. Sometimes he comes out as Marshall and he raps as Marshall's character. Sometimes he comes out as <laughs> yeah. Slim Shady and he raps as Slim Shady's character. X used to do that too. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. When he used to Ooh. come up. DMX. DMX. He used to be either DMX or he used to be X or he used to, you know. And, and well, he used to um Even Jay like Jay Z does it. He's he now, DMX. He's Jay Z, you know what I'm saying? You know, the thing about it is uh, they put more a couple of those guys put more of a label on it. Yeah. But um we're all multi layered people right mm -hmm. i am a fly i'm cal those are the I, when i thought about what kind of a label i could put to myself all i could think of was i'm a philosopher mm -hmm. but we're all philosophers yeah we're all studying life trying to learn more trying to figure out what's real what's fake mm -hmm. especially nowadays with the news but like philosophy is the study of knowledge reality and just the world around us so it's like and how the natural order of things are. Yep. We're always trying to figure that out, right? Yes, mm -hmm. sir. So in my music, I took, I, I sat back, I just put the tag, Cal Doja the Philosopher on there, maybe about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I sat back and I said, you know, if I was gonna label myself something, what would it be? So I went back and I listened to my songs. Yeah. And that's what I came up with. He's got philosophy yeah. in it. Believe it or not, as much as he's hated right now, even R. Kelly had it. He was Kells, he was R. Kelly, and he had another name. I forgot. Um, and it's going too deep. But they don't yeah, always. Yeah, but I'm just saying to you, but what's, what's, what, what it does is. Which one was the pisser? <laughs> all of them. That was. All of them. He was yeah, yeah, all of them. Okay. That was our piece of shit. That's what that was. But he, um, what, what, what it does, the reason we're bringing to point why I'm saying that is because he can create stories in different perspectives. He can do mm -hmm. it from third person. He can do it from second person. He can do it in a whole different twist about a whole other segment of his life that he hasn't even touched on. Right. But it's for the listeners to understand that that's what he's trying to convey. That's yeah. Gotcha. You know, so that's... A Some of those guys run more with the name. Like Eminem, he releases whole albums under... Yeah. Marshall Mathers yep. or Slim Shady. Yep. But, um... Uh, I wouldn't say that I specifically like go on a track and say I'm gonna be either Calvin or Caldoja. But if you sit back and listen, probably some of them will come out that way. Th that's you know what, what it is. You're telling two different stories, yeah. and, it, and it's because you said the multi-layer. Just telling the stories of my yeah. life. Yeah. You know what really inspires me to make a song the most is the beat. I'll hear a beat that tells me a story mm -hmm. that says this is the kind of words I need. You know, if the song is sad and, and, it, and it wants to provoke a deeper emotion, yeah. then those are the kind of words that I feel like it needs. I'm yeah. always trying to give the song what it needs. This is like, I want to write a cool song. No. What does the song need? But when the beat is just a sick banger, yeah. well, that song needs sick banging lyrics. So then yeah. that's what that song gets. So some lyrics are deeper, some are more party-filled. But even in my party-filled lyrics, I'm always sneaking in those little meanings, those little lessons, those little... Punchlines. Yeah, and in a way, the best thing about it is when I go back and listen to my own music, if the music never gets out to people, it's always still inspiring for me because those words that I wrote really meant something to me. Sure. So when I listen to them back, it reminds me to like keep going or be strong why or never give people, up. Why wouldn't people hear them? 
I'm just saying if it never if, if it never were to say go nationally huge, I never care mm-hmm. about that. Like if and if nothing if it never was worldwide, if it was just the thing that it was always in my pocket mm-hmm. and I could listen to, it would still be totally worth it to me every second of it. So what do you do as far as getting started? Like so somebody's out there that feels like they're you when you were twelve or whatever it was when you said you started writing. What what should they do? Like how should they start the process? Okay. Um so this doesn't go for everybody because right. I'm sure there's some savants out there that are just like, I don't need to write. And then their lyrics are so sick and they just right, go on right, the beats. Right. But I'm a writer. I prefer to, I love to write because I feel like you make the connections and the words better. So the number one thing is write. Mm-hmm. Find a song you like and just grab a piece of paper and a pen and start writing to it. Go online, find the instrumental for it and then start writing to that song. The instrumental means without the words. Without the words. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have the other guy's words getting in your way. Yeah. Um, or there's so many beats out there. Go online and find a beat no one's ever heard before mm-hmm. and start writing a song to it. Yeah, cool. And don't expect your first song to be your best song. Or call you know Omar. If you go back and listen yeah, to my old the stuff. <laughs> you call Omar and get a beat from old. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. He, he's awesome. Call one of these. Uh, there's a, there's a hundred. There's maybe not a hundred. No, there's there, not enough. But there's a few Chaldean producers Ju- out there. Julian Salomon. Yeah, Julian Salomon's um, family yeah. to me. He works with um, Roger at Royal House Recording. He's one of the engineers that's on there. Good man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, that's a good Roger. You said it right. Uh, yeah. You said just said Roger. Yeah. Yep. The good man. Yep. Speaking of good producers, I wanted to name drop my friend uh, Frank Hakim. Okay. He's the guy who's helping me bring my voice out on the Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure I put him out there. Not just to name drop them, but also to to put our feet to the fire. Let's get it done. Mm-hmm. Where, where, we need to where, get it done. Where do they find him at? Where's um where where, um, where is Frankie at? If they find him, just hit me up. I'll get you to him. Okay. He's like, he's he's low, he's mine right now. Sure. Until the project is done. Sure. But he's a killer producer, and I'm gonna release him to the public soon. Sure. I want right, people. Cool. Well, people need to know in, in your cases. Yeah. It's a long process at times, right? It's not something that you're just gonna write it down, pop it off, and boom, somebody's no. gonna find you. I it's, wrote this mixtape last November. Yeah, and you're starting out. And, and I recorded it like midsummer. We're working. Yeah. We're killed in. We that, that, that's what I'm saying to you. So we there's still the, you, you, you've got your A yeah. life, which is your primary focus, yeah. and your entertainment's your B till B becomes A. Yeah. That's exactly. It's crazy. What, it's crazy. It's which is crazy like that in a way that people will tell you though you can't do it like that. You got to go all out. But, but you know what? It's not easy. We don't. To. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, like, don't blank, I don't want to blanket yeah. our people, yeah, and yeah. like I don't want to put a label no. to our people. But a lot of our people, we don't think that way. Like we put family first. Yep. You know, and if your dad needs you to come shovel the snow, you're gonna go. You're gonna go yeah. do that. And yeah. it doesn't matter if you're 20 or 30 or 40 or 50. When the family needs something, you're there. So it's yeah, like exactly you know, just right. taking care of business. Yeah. That's how well, we do. The the thing is too is. Um, it's not something common in our community to say like, oh man, we're pushing our kid to say he's going to become a hip hop artist or a song. Yeah. It, it's not common. I'd say that they, they, they take away from it. It's just like, it's, you don't hear much. It is more you know common for them to steer their children away from that though. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not yes. say, go Correct. do that. Yeah. That's my point. Well, the thing about it is we don't have an example yet. Correct. We don't have that one guy who's been the movie star, the director, the the the, the music guy, no. who's gotten so big that other people can look up and say, "Oh, he did it. Yep. I can do it." And then you can point, tell you know, they can tell their parents, "He did it. I can do it." It's like on overall, we yeah. kind of lack on the entertainment industry. Yeah, true. We had a uh, a guy, Bush years. What was his name? Out of Tim's. Ken- Tim's, yeah. Tim's was there. Tim's. He was. Tim's, he, he was. Tim's. Tim's was on. He was on CNN. CNN he yeah. yeah, he started that. getting some steam, and then yeah. and, then and then he, he went pulled back. back. To store business. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, you went. You, he went back. To <laughs> well, there's no money in the music business. Right. There's That's no the money in the music well, business. Well, look at like, you're not gonna have 
the Big Sean story in every situation. No. I'm not even going to say M. I'm not going to say the others. Big Sean, the reason I say that is nobody knew when Kanye picked him up that he was even from Detroit. Nobody even had really gotten true wind of who Big Sean was. It's it's really about these... It, it's... Uh, have you, okay, there's a, there's, a, there's a documentary. I don't want to take away from your show, but there's no, a Netflix no. documentary yeah. called The Evolution of Hip Hop. Yes. And when I watched that, yeah. it really made me realize how much luck there is involved. Yeah. There's so many good artists out there, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. but in a way it's like, who's going to come and pluck you up? Like Eminem was great, but sure. he never got anywhere until Dre plucked him up. Sure. And I'm, you know, it's not like he wasn't great. Based before on an that. intern. It's not like he got and great have, after uh, Dre. Royce he was right great in our backyard. Yeah, Royce five nine right in our yeah. backyard that that well, that's well, been in the game just as long as Eminem. So but his, networking and worked with Eminem like early on. And, so for and, the new guys, I would say networking. Yeah, he's not network, new. Network, no, no, I'm just saying when you said to right, right, right. in the game, network, yeah. network as much as you can because you never know who it is that you know who's gonna help you out. Yeah, and the crazy part too, at Biggie Babylon. In Cali, yeah, He's doing some baby Potter, you know, baby, baby Potter's out here. Can I just say that I like that Biggie Babylon song, that Fresh Prince one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was bumping that the other day. It's yeah, a good one, yeah. actually. He's yeah. sweet. He's a good down to earth yeah. cat, man. He's a good. He's good people. So what's wild about the music industry? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't um, know unless you're behind the scenes, or mm-hmm. if you really dive deep into some of the people that come in, come up in music. Yeah. Some of these artists, whether it's hip hop or other genres, yeah, actually started here, got very little momentum. Took it overseas, blew it up heavy overseas, and became a phenomenon overseas. Some of the boy bands work too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, even Wu Tang. They come here, here. and the the the, the they come back English here. bands come here. Yeah, yes. and they rock it's it. It's a it's a unique thing for us. Yeah, right? and the American goes there, there. And it's a unique thing. It's it's it gives a little boost the uniqueness. Yeah. yeah, and somebody asked like, okay, so like when you're overseas, and like, okay, you're in Japan. Royce is over there performing in Japan, right? Yeah. Wu Tang's there. You're saying, okay, isn't there a language barrier? The, 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 they the know it though. They sing, that's exactly they what I'm gonna say to you is that the the the, the words it's like Godzilla. Yeah, he started off well, over there in yeah. Japan. Yeah, now um, he's, yeah, now he's, now he's, he's, he's here. 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 In a way, you could. Well, Royce, you said that was Royce over there. There's a few of them. I mean, and Royce, Royce is very and, lyrical too. Yeah, yeah Royce, yeah. Royce that was doing heavier momentum at one point overseas, mm-hmm. and he like he was rocking with Wu Tang when Wu Tang went back on the road yeah. for a little bit. Okay, he got with them and they were doing some stuff over there and. You know, Wu Tang is big and, and, and underground kind of still here, but the name. Well, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. No, yeah, that's what I heard. No, no, <laughs> that's what I heard. No, no, he's <laughs> not like so. It's from that but, song. I was like, yeah, 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 he no. knows. Yeah. I was gonna say he got it. But he did it. I was he, like, you he, listen, he to, you listen to audio books. No, he got it before me. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. But overseas, those guys. Yeah. They were they were going for them to come back around. They were making a lot of headway, and the bus started creating, and they started going back around mm-hmm. touring. And then again, when they come back over here, now you got momentum from back there to here, yeah. so it takes it. It's any way you can get it. And then today we live in a world of streams, yeah. but at the same time, they're touring like that because you can't make money a lot Great. without touring. Yeah, sure. This is what I what That's I hear the most. At, yeah, no. the at. Streams yeah. not so much. Um, Remember the gold album, yeah. the platinum albums. I mean, you used to do them in first week sales. You're hitting gold or platinum if you're yeah. a badass artist. Yeah. But the money kept coming in from that. From we from were selling out. a physical product. That's exactly that mm-hmm. physical product. Ringtones were there. Yeah. So many other things that were there that they made money. I really wonder how much they were making. You but you, you buy a CD for twenty or twenty five bucks. And They're only making CD about a dollar fifty to two dollars. Yeah, a couple bucks artists. is the is the, 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 the deal. artist. The artist was only making that. That CD probably gets to the store for about five six dollars. It would be it would be um if I'm not mistaken it would get to like Best Buy in these places around twelve to thirteen dollars. Yeah. They would sell it for twenty. Yeah. Okay, is what they would sell it for. The artists themselves who did 
like that majority of the work. Yeah, a buck or two bucks. I'm just laughing because we're breaking not we're breaking it down like it's any other item in a in a grocery store. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, if we get for thirteen. If I give if I buy fifty of them, I get <laughs> yeah, for twelve yeah. fifty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see. That was the way it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then, then you had the 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 whole industry evolve. You got Harmony House went out. You got the record store started closing down. Then you started having Best Buy, Best Buy Music, and, and then, then that started going. And out. now with the internet, there's so many artists out there, and there's yeah. so many people that. That stink, and there's so, I, mean, yeah. I don't know how much we can swear on this. Oh, yeah, I said we can clay, FCC doesn't monitor okay, us, so we're okay. So there's so many artists that suck, and a lot of the, the really good artists get lost. And yeah. I, so I listen to SoundCloud a lot just to find new artists. Sure. Because right. I'll even I'll go on Pandora, I'll go on iHeart, I'll go on these other stations, and I'll, and I'll try to get to, to new things I've never heard. Mm-hmm. And it's all the old stuff coming back in. Yep. And uh, I always get on new music kicks. Like one for a year, I was on a on a on a reggae kick, you know, mm-hmm. I get on hip hop kicks, I get on uh, techno kicks, because I start to hear it's a new, when you're a a new sound. Yeah, yeah. I start to hear a new sound that my ears love, and they yeah. just want more of it. Yeah. But then eventually, that sound wears on you, and your ear wants a new sound. So, um, I don't know. I'm an audio addict. Yeah, sure. You, you let's talk about say. your. Let's talk about how you got into it, or or what you got coming up. Okay, it's cool. Let's get into some stuff. We get a little long winded. Twenty five minutes. No, we're no, done. heck no. <laughs> let's talk about you a little bit. No. You ever talk about yourself? It's <laughs> not my show, man. This right. show's designed so when, for you. So, when was the first time you walked into the studio? What's the was it basement studio? Did you walk into a you know a live record, a big recording studio? You know what 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 was your first step to put it down on me? On on oh, now I'm gonna have to give another shout out. Okay, Why don't you keep All doing right. it. You're well, firing away. The first time I went to a studio, it was a guy named Tony K. You might know Tony K. He's a Chaldean rapper. And uh, what's his last name? It's not Tony awkward. Kay. Look at the camera. <laughs> I, you know, Tony that's what I'm trying to remember. So shout out to Tony K. Can we? Can I find his name? I want to remember his, his last. It's Tony. Um, Kaleshu. I want to say Kaleshu, but it's. I don't want to mix it up. Be honest with you. He goes by Tony K. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. yeah. I would too. It was his studio, and he recorded uh, my first song with me and my cousin Chris, who's a guitar player. Okay. And uh, we did a uh, remix to Witchy Woman, which is an old Eagles song. Mm-hmm. And I put lyrics on that, and he did guitar on that. And then we also did a song called Middle Child, which was like a Frankenstein, like a remixing of. Um, was a remixing of. Kanisha Nisho? Kanisha. Kenisho. Yeah. Okay. Kenisho. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. But he goes by Tony K. It's easier to say. Right, right. That's why he goes by Tony K. Uh, the other song we did was like a Frankensteining of um, Nas as If I Ruled the World. That's okay. what it was. Yeah. We call it Middle Child. We so performed jam. that on MEA TV, which used to be TV Orient. You, know, yeah. you guys remember TV Orient? Sure. And it was at a talent show. That was the first time I ever performed. I remember that. Middle that Child. I am a middle child. So I have that's, an older brother uh, and a younger brother. That's the... Uh, New screenplay that uh, Kuza was doing, Middle Child. Oh, wasn't it? Oh, I th- was he had that book that he was doing? Wasn't yeah, it? it was a book or something. Or yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So he was yeah. talking about the Scotty Kuza, Middle yeah. Child. Okay. So is this movie still in production? <laughs> <laughs> he's working. He's on, an actor too. He's an actor too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's out. He's um. He's based out of L.A. So he we had him on too. So check him out. I mean, okay. Uh, yeah, check out the like, episode. Yeah, like episode like forty eight or something. I when think we give the audience his name one more time. For the audience, his name because they forgot. Scotty Scotty Cusa. Scotty Cusa. Yeah. Scotty Cusa. Cusa. Excellent. Cusa. If you want to say. Cusa. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's over in L.A. So he's done some stuff too himself and. uh, 
So there's a few Chaldeans mm-hmm. or um, Chaldeans. Uh, Assyrians, Babylonians, yeah. however you want to get into that conversation, yeah. that are out in L.A. doing their thing. Yeah. And so uh, whenever I go out there, I've been out there a couple times for the AFM, American Film Market. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, writing, I'm working on a script right now that I want to take out there to sell this year. Um, What's it about? Um, it's, kind of. I, like, it's it's about stoners that travel through time. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. So like a like we'll in make a hot it very tub? basic. In a hot tub? A, don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Is it a slow paced movie? No pun intended. So um, so uh, anytime when I go out there uh, to LA, I'm always like you know calling up a few guys that I know from here and just mm-hmm. looking up with them because I'm always look what's up, man, and uh, talking to them and uh, they're getting in some stuff and it's great. We need what that about, guy. What about some of the we stuff? We need that, that one guy done. to get that big that big or movie yeah. to set it up. Or a girl. What's yeah. some what is some, what's some of the stuff that you've done in the past? Uh movie-wise? Yeah. Oh, so actually what I'm really excited about, thank you for bringing it up. I want to talk about uh this movie I just did this summer called Turn of the Cheek, directed by Janiah Black. Um it was produced by Blacksmith Enterprises. Mm-hmm. Um and this is actually the movie that got me my first IMDb credit. Nice. So you can find me on IMDb now. And that's what? Um, the International Movie Database, imdb.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, when people make a movie, you have to register it with a, with a, with the database, mm-hmm. and it has to, I don't know, have so much red tape. There's a packet yeah. you got to fill sure. out to say and this that, movie's that legit. And that movie's going to be on what? The movie so that movie's going to be on Amazon Prime this okay. summer. Awesome. So you can catch me on Amazon Prime this summer. And what's your role in the movie? And I'm not getting paid by Amazon. By Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I play a... Uh, <laughs> I play a liquor store owner. Oh wow! You knew it was coming. Crazy. What a you stretch! Knew that was coming. Yeah, it's a, a stretch. It was a at stretch. Least, at least not a terror. I had to do a lot of research. <laughs> yeah, lot of research at least he wasn't the a terror. Yeah, yeah. It's usually one oh, role or the other, man. Um, and so, and I did a couple other movies. Did a short film called Sane mm-hmm. uh, this summer, where I got to play the bad guy. So that was fun. Who was the director there? Uh, directed by Jermaine Davis uh-huh. um, from a production company called Dismal Ghost. They're out in Flit. Cool. Name drop shout out. Yeah. And uh, the last project I did was called Stoners. I had a small role as a bouncer on a, a show called Stoners. Yeah. Which is also going to be either on Amazon or Netflix coming up this summer. And uh, that's directed by Dre Sanford. Um, I believe his company is called Sanford Films. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sanford Films is Detroit based? Um, yeah, he's based out of Detroit. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Should I do one more name drop? Yeah, Heck yeah. Okay, Fire this, away. One see, of my see, favorite. See songs. these cameras in this time? This is yours. <laughs> this is your moment. Yeah, no, you. yours. More, your name moment. drop, name drop, yeah. name drop. Yeah. All right, yeah. bet. Here we go. So, uh, this song you got to listen to. It's with a really talented girl. It's one of the favorite songs of my own that I ever made. Listen to it. You'll really get a feel for who I am. Plus, she has a, an amazing voice. Her name is Rocky Wallace. The name of the song is Can't Live Without You. It's on SoundCloud and, you know, my website, YouTube. It's on all those things. And um, it's actually, uh, it's on iTunes too. On iTunes, it's called Rockstar Astronaut. That's what you need to search it as. So look up the song Rockstar Astronaut. I Why renamed it, it. Oh, renamed I renamed okay. it because the first two lines mm-hmm. have those words in it, and my kids always call it that. Okay. And so they always say, Dad, we want to hear Rockstar Astronaut. I said, you know what? That's a better name for the song, so That's I'm going to cool. make that a name. So um, her name's Rocky Wallace, and I wanted to give her a shout-out and tell her congratulations. She just got a song in this film called Arctic Dogs, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh, it's got uh, it's a CGI, like, kids cartoon, mm-hmm. and it's got uh, James Franco in it, Jeremy Renner's in it, Heidi Klum is in it, and some other names. Wow. So a big shout-out to Rocky. She's doing her thing, and thank you for putting your amazing voice on my song. 
Nice, man. Kick-ass. Nice. Yeah. So, um, question for you with uh, with doing the stuff that you're you're doing these these roles. Are you trying to lead more towards like your hip hop or have a little bit of both? Your entertainment all around. Do you want to do movie and you want to do hip hop or what? What's your what's what's Cal Doja's main focus? You know, to be that it's hit? almost like a like a day and a night kind of thing. Okay. It's like I'll wake up in the morning, I look in the mirror, hmm. and I'm like, I'm an actor and I'm a director. Yeah. And then. I go out throughout my day listening to music, and it gets yeah. and like I, I when it gets to the point where I hear a beat that I fall in love with, yeah. I can't, I drop everything and I'll spend the next two nights just writing that song. Sure. So it's like I have a line in my song that says in one of my songs it says, "I know I promised that I wouldn't let the music get the best of me, mm-hmm. but it did that, and mm-hmm. now it wants the rest of me." Right. So like it keeps coming for me the music I can't sure. I can't get rid of it like uh, it's a passion until I die I'll always be. What's one of your most music. potent lines on one of your songs? What's your most potent like verse or, or words? You called it a punchline earlier. I yeah, guess it, as a philosopher, I'm I I'm very much into mortality. Okay. So you know, you know I, mean? I always feel like life is short. We sure. gotta remember we're all gonna die, mm-hmm. yep. and every day is could be our last. Yes. So. Um, I guess there's a, there's a line that I like that says, um, uh, "Lord knows that I'm ready to die. I'm just here to give him something to remember me by." Oh, wow. okay. That's it. Love that. Right there. Yeah. Good line. And what We're, song was that one on? I'm it's gonna... on a song called "The Good Die Young," okay. which my cousin Christopher Kassab plays guitar on, mm-hmm. and he shreds. He's sick. Nice. So on my album The Harvest, yeah. he was on like three or four songs. Mm-hmm. So anytime you hear live guitar on the yeah. album called The Harvest, it's on iTunes. Yep. Uh, that's him. That's, He's that's disgusting huge. with it. Well, that's what people um, know don't know it too is live acoustics on a track versus using sample yeah. drum kits and all that. It's, it's, it's a big, yeah. it's a it's a big difference. difference. When I perform with live bands, I performed with Mark Casa before with yep. his band. Yep. World of difference when you Mark. got that band behind you and they're feeling the music with you. Yep. Mark's still yeah. rocking on the charts right now. Yeah. Mark, he's been yeah. out there. Yeah, he just posted Mark. Jamming. Cover yeah. free Mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in two different genres. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's okay. And he's good too. I've seen him so before. So were Aerosmith and uh, Run DMC. They were yeah. for a while. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 I was running into um, Raising Hell yesterday by Run DMC. I was trying to remember who was doing the, 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 um, the, the guitar in there. You know what I'm saying? With it. I, I don't was remember. It Slash? I don't know if it was that or Rick Rubin because Rubin used to come on sometimes and he used to, because that okay. he was a big guitar player too himself. So he used to get Which on. Which song you said? Raising Hell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It was Run DMC. That's what it was. But yeah, though I mean, and 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 it's a touch before my era. You know, my aunt used to always try to put me up on Run DMC. So now yeah. I just hear a couple of their big songs, but I never, I never uh, went through the whole DMC collection. Well, hip hop changed from that era to now, especially what after Tupac did. Not in just the songs, but. He brought ad libs to the songs. Okay. Ad libs wasn't around. You know, you're familiar with what ad libs are? What do you right? mean? Okay. Oh, so I when you like track over back. track over track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ad libs. Oh, they brought that Pac in. Pac brought that around. Okay. Pac dropped that up. And what ad lib is, so when we're ready to hit that punchline, AT, like when we say, like, I drop the mic, drop the is just one time on the track. Mic, I said it three times over. Louder, a little lower, a little less. So it emphasizes, drop the mic. You'll hear me say that. Now, you, when I've said it now, you'll pay attention to it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Pac brought that in. That was the huge reform to music. Interesting. Because when Run DMC did it, there was three people. Jam Master J and, and Run and Mac, right? Well, the two of them would punch those lines 
on the track yeah. to emphasize it. At the same time, they'd be in the booth together. Yeah. So when they're singing the verse, the verse is there. You, I can hear you get that what I, in my head. Yep, you get what I'm saying. I didn't know that they brought that, that in. That. I use that technique. Yeah, pocket. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that's... I, we, I, we put tracks on tracks. Yep, yeah. yep. And the, the reason I got to really know more about that is like when that 99, 2000, 2001, when M and all that started coming around heavy and D12 and all mm -hmm. that, and Detroit started coming back around. My buddy um, owned uh, Pearl Sounds, which is in Canton. Okay. Chaldean, he was, um, Terry, at, at the time he was running it, and he, we were always with it, too. He explained it to me, because we dropped a song, too. The reason I'm just bringing it is because it is really hard, if you don't understand how to sense music, riding those beats is not easy. It's not easy. You can be off of it. So I did it for Sean Simon, who died. We mm -hmm. did it and we performed in front of 1,100 people over at Royal Oak Theater. We did a song for him rapping about his death and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So mm -hmm. it was um, it was pretty cool. But to see what goes into it, yeah. shit, it's a lot of people. You know, there's yeah. the beats are a little more simple. Yeah, People don't realize that. As good as they sound, there are only usually three tracks on a beat or four sounds you on know, a beat. It's the, it's the mix, I yes. feel like. I want to give a lot of credit to the mixers. Yes, sir. Because the voice is an instrument. Correct. The track is, is multiple instruments. Yeah, pair the two. You hear something different in your head. When mm -hmm. you're writing it, it sounds a certain way. Mm -hmm. Your own voice sounds different than when someone hears it, right? Yep. So getting that producer to bring a track out the way you intended it or the mm -hmm. way it sounded or putting the mix together. Yep. I mean, sometimes I go in having a track to so intend to sound one way. Yep. And the, and the, the mixer, the producer does something yep. different. Yep. The first time I hear it, I'm like, kind of don't like it because I, it was different. Mm hmm but then I'll hear it again. And I'm like, this is way better than what I look because they yeah. hear something. They're different. directors. Yeah, they're, they're putting what their they need ears to put. are special in a different way because yep. they're taking that voice and they're mixing it together. Yeah, you, you ever yeah. walked into the booth and did one punch, one take on it? I've done that before. And it's I've not, done that before. It's got to be with the right producer. Yeah. And it's got to be. Like, it's just got to be a killer take. Yeah. I used to do way too many takes. Yeah. Now what I do is I'll go in, I'll do the one or two takes. Mm -hmm. I'll step out mm -hmm. and I and hands off and I say, let the producer. Yep. I said, that's my tool. Yep. You alter me however you want. Mm -hmm. And then I walk away and I'll come back. And if I don't like it, then yep. we'll work from there. Most of the time, let them work with it. Yep. I was pickier when I was younger. Yeah, I always want to work in oh, every single cleaning, word, every word, every this, every mm -hmm. that. Honestly, it's music is about the meaning. Yeah, And, and the audience isn't going to go back and care if one thing was a little off or this or that. You're mm -hmm. giving it, you're feeling your meaning, it's music. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And lyricists sometimes... Not just rappers, but lyricists can mm -hmm. get caught up in wanting to make every word perfect. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta say fuck it. Yep. And just you know ride I mean? the beat. Yeah. Just do what you gotta do. Yes. Now, Go so so when people will understand what one punch one take is means, you're just walking into the booth. You laid that track down one time. You perfected mm -hmm. that enough to be able to flow and get out. You're done. Yeah. They do what they gotta do. Yeah. So, at you uh you mentioned your kids. Yeah. You shout them out. Yeah, I'll go shout out to Danny and Isaac. Six years old is Danny, and uh, Isaac is four years old. Um, shout out to my wife, Dina. Is Danny named after your brother? Danny is named after my brother. Yeah, That's right. That's right. Danny's named yeah. after my brother um, from uh, the D-Man Foundation. Yeah, the D-Man yeah. Foundation. Just give a little shout out just yeah. quick on the D-Man. Just touch on that. because I'm going to give a, studio, a big shout out. But that's a studio you work at too. Like you go yeah. and flow in there, right? Yeah. So, so. the D-Man Foundation, Danny's yeah. Miracle Angel Network. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure uh, you said Mark. You had Mark Cass on before. We did. Yep. Um, uh, in the Chaldean community, a lot of people know this place, um, but it was named and started after my brother, Danny, who was in a wheelchair and passed away. Um, but before we did that, we used to do all kinds of stuff with him, even though he was paralyzed from the neck down, um, traveling, 
going on cruises, going to Vegas, and uh, we even went into the studio and made a song where I have his voice on a lot of my beats. You'll hear his voice. I have some audio recorded that he has. Wow. Um, it was a couple minutes of him spitting lyrics back in the day. And when <laughs> I have nice. songs where things can fit, I will take part of his lyrics and I put them in there. So you'll hear his voice in my songs. They're back there if you listen. Um, nice. But the D-Man Foundation uh, is dedicated to increasing the quality of life for people who have um, handicaps um, through physical and mental disabilities, mm -hmm. car accidents, or people who are just, just born. born with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, the studio is out in Berkeley and they have the, the technology for people to use computers and make music without their hands or their feet. Mm -hmm. We use sip and puff machines um, and just cool stuff like that. If you go to mydman.org yep. or just search D-Man Foundation online, you're going to mm -hmm. find more things about it. But um, sorry if I miss anybody. Well, I want to do this. I want to do this right. I want to mm -hmm. give your brother a shout for being an aggressive. Those that we're not going to mention him. It's a, <laughs> no, no, we, we have to listen. If you don't want to, I'm going to. That man put some hours in. He's we'll, got. We'll have him on the show. Years. We will. But I'm saying to you, we'll have him on the show another time. We'll no, just, I'm just joking. No, Z, I, I, I can never, I can never talk, that's talk that's, Z that's, up enough. Well, I'm, he's, he's, he's giving he's, you a good example. He's our brother. He's the reason we're working so hard. He's our brother too. That's we just. That's how sweet the, of a man he is. Should yep. we just talk a little shit about him right now? Go for it. They, yeah, they told you. These are the time. But I'm saying to you, the guy puts a shit ton of hours in. Oh, big in. time. He's so dedicated into what he's doing for that mm -hmm. D-Man Foundation. To I, everything he does. And everything, yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. he does. I don't does. know much besides that. Like, But I said, when you view everything online, like yeah. I follow on social media. Oh, yeah. Because you said Omar worked with him. Omar worked with him, too. That's how you met my brother. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Well, D-Man is, 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 a, is a passion. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yep. it's it's not something that we that anybody has to do. Sure. But we do it because this is, and, and for me, I like to say, it's, it's true, like, and I get almost like a selfish fulfillment because I miss my brother. Sure. Yeah. And these guys remind me of them. And, and, and you guys have touched them. so many people. I mean, it's not a, it's, we're not talking about just a, a Cracker Jack Foundation. This is a, this is a monster. I'm telling you, these, the, they, uh, yes, the, the D-Man Foundation is kicking butt. The D-Man yeah. Foundation is kicking butt. You see it. They're crushing it every day. Uh, crush the day, as my kids like to say. Um, I just want to give a shout out to like who's doing it big over there. I know I'm gonna miss some people, but like Lexus is crushing it over there. Um, Ryan is crushing it over there. Some of the artists over there, like Alan Floyd, he's crushing it. Travar is crushing it. Um, just uh, Jay Sparks, I see you out there just crushing it like a can of crush. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to give a shout out to Levita. Um, you know, I'm, I'm blanking right now, but these guys, like okay. these artists, um, when you listen to the album, there's a couple albums, um, out there and I do tracks with them too. So I'm, I'm on the albums, mm -hmm. big country. Um, these albums, when you listen to them, these people were talented artists before their injury, sure. just the injury and the way music, the way music is made mm -hmm. is, uh, sometimes you need your hands. Mm -hmm. yeah. You need, you know, you need your voice to be powerful, but yeah. now with digital music, with the with the digital stuff these days, we can bring the voice out more. Or yeah. if people are on a ventilators, we can cut out the breaths. Yeah. So they can really bring their voice out. And um, that's nice, man. And it's 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 so it's not like when you hear the album, you're hearing like, you know, people making music like it's like it's a charity. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. it's these artists have finally found a way to get back in the game sure. through the technology and assistance of D-Man. You know sure. what I'm saying? It's just they were stuck, and now. We can help them get back, and we're doing that. And we're crushing some of my favorite songs I ever made is with these guys. Good for you. You guys got to listen to um, Hip Hop Hoedown. That's okay. also on SoundCloud. 
that I do with Big Country. It's my first country song, and uh, um, I couldn't have pulled it off without Big Country, uh, which is his name. (laughs) So... So this is Joe, Joe Catawaller, Big Country. Do you have a lot of this on the you on YouTube itself where where you guys are found now? You know, or? I got uh D Man D- I'm saying all the stuff that come from the D Man Foundation. The D Man Foundation has a lot of their stuff on YouTube. Okay, cool. We don't have music videos for a lot of stuff. Sure. sure I'm the resident the cinematographer. Yeah. Or I was, and cinematography takes a long time to make. They're sure. working on some more stuff. I got music videos coming out this year. Good. So anyone who's a cinematographer knows where can they find shout out some to of the guys behind the camera. Editing takes a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where can they find the? Uh, where can they find some of these artists that you shouted out? That that did perfect? go on Spotify yeah. and look up D Man Foundation. The okay. the first okay. two albums are on Spotify and iTunes. Yep, and that's just the letter and D and M A N. And it's a collaboration between all these artists. Yep, all, all on D Man on a D Man. It's a collaboration between oh. all, between all the artists. So you get like 12, 15 different artists on the yeah. on the album. It's beautiful. And all different kind of genres on the album. Right. Um, I would say it's mostly hip hop though. But uh, if you type in my name too, Cal Doja, mm-hmm. um, my I, I connect my my stuff's connected to them because I have yep. songs with them. So cool. either way, you'll find us through both. So cool. just the letter D, then Man, then Foundation, yep. right? D Man Foundation. So is there anything we uh... do it on Spotify? They give us the best money for our streams. Nice. And that money's going to the foundation. That's. Perfect. If you only have time to listen to one song, listen to a D-Man song. Skip my song. Yeah, you got one called the, the Wheelchair song. Anthem on there, he's got? Oh, the Wheelchair Anthem? You got to hear that song. Oh. That's a good one, too. I'm telling you, bro, the songs are... I bump them. They're good. They're not... Yeah. I rock these songs. Oh, the Wheelchair Anthem. I got to shout this out. Yeah. Uh, Trick Trick directed the video. Oh, we wow. have a music video for Wheelchair Anthem. I yeah. think it's on the yeah, D-Man right too. Yep. And Trick Trick directed the video. Trick Trick's in the video too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can see him. I'm in the you video can, too. You can see him. Like you. Look at that. In my WC, it's Thugs and G's. Yeah, there's Trick Trick right there. There you go. Yeah, yeah there's Trick Trick and Z right yeah. there. Yeah. See, Z's not all suit and tie like you think. He's hanging mm-hmm. out with Trick Trick. Uh, he's bouncing <laughs> with him in the background. I see him. Awesome. To, yeah, man. Is there anything we forgot to uh, mention? Or well, no, man. You guys are you everything. guys are great, bro. You Thanks, guys let bro. me talk my head off about Thank all the you. things I'm doing. Appreciate that, man. I know Appreciate I'm doing too many things. People tell me pick a lane. Nah, do your thing, man. Awesome. Enjoy yourself. Remember, so before we go, yeah. uh, we have a question. Uh, what does it mean to you to be Chaldean? Oh, that's a great question. Um, can I give you a long-winded answer? Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, in a way, I feel like uh, the era we grew up in, mm-hmm. and you guys even before us, mm-hmm. is uh, when I was younger, nobody really knew what Chaldean was as much. And you're you're always like, um, in a way, trying to assimilate mm-hmm. more. You know what I mean? Yep. The older I get, the more I'm, I'm proud of my culture and my background. Yeah, I'm assimilated. I'm an American. And I don't, I'm not saying I'm a Chaldean. I'm not an American. But... Like, I appreciate my history and my culture more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad's a huge historian, yeah. and he's been uh, telling me all about the history of Babylon and Assyria and the history of the world since we were young. But the, every day older I get, the more it means. And I feel like because the older you get, time is shorter. Sure. Absolutely. When you're young, 100 years seems like forever. Sure. Yeah. Then when you hit 30, you're like, 100 years? It just yeah. seems like right yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. deal. You know what I'm saying? So, 30 are gone. So history becomes more important because 2,000 years doesn't really seem that long ago. Yeah. And it's like you can, it's so, for me to be Chaldean means a lot because of where our people came from, of what we've given to the world as far as, you know, 
the, uh, the inventions, the wheel, the mathematics, the different things. Sure. And people will argue that different civilizations did it. Sure. But we were part of that culture that invented things mm -hmm. and planted seeds and like the first people to do that kind of stuff. So I guess um, that's what makes me proud and in a way want to say gives us a responsibility to do great things now. We've been mm -hmm. through tough times. Yep. We've been extricated from our land if that's the right word to use. We've yeah. been kicked out of our land. Yep. We found a new sanctuary here in America. Mm -hmm. And uh, people like our fathers and the people before us have now built the foundation for us to go to the next level. Yeah. To really do something great in this country. Yep. Because the first part's the hardest part, just getting your feet on the ground. Yeah. Getting over here and getting your feet on the ground. But they did that. So now it's, I feel like it's up to me and the next generation and the generation after to do greater things in this country. Sure. Nice. That's what it means to me. Beautiful. Great way yeah. to put so it. So I was with a uh, guy the other day, Mike Hashim, a uh, Lebanese kid, um, and he said he attended a fundraiser at your dad's house, That, and he said your basement is full of Chaldean and Babylonian artifacts. Yeah, my dad replicated relief carvings, big big stone carvings, mm -hmm. Yeah. that the real ones are, I think, in the British Museum mm -hmm. that are carvings from ancient Babylon. Wow. And they're carvings of like the kings fighting the lions and carvings of the seal. Wow. And also next to it on the other side of the basement, though, he has carvings of the great seal of America um, and uh, reliefs of Pope John Paul and uh, the president that he likes. Oh, okay. Uh, not Richard Nixon. It's not that one. Ford? Uh, no, I, I believe uh, was it Ford? No, no, Reagan. It was Reagan. Reagan. It was Reagan, Reagan. and John Paul Reagan. who came together. So he was teaching me about the era where they came it together. Was Reagan, to bring yeah. peace. Yeah, was Reaganomics sure. was the age when we was, all started coming for sure. And yeah. so my dad's huge on our history, and he's a huge patriot, like a lot of Chaldeans. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right, because right. they see, especially the ones that came here, who's who lived in the old country, yep. really appreciate it more yeah. than us. So yeah, Dad, I said it. We don't appreciate it as much as you. We, I, but we get that. We get that. We We're get trying it. to understand exactly. that. You know what I mean? Just a pitch before we close out right now. See if you can take a little video, possibly, of the basement, if you can. Yeah. Fire it off to us. So while we're talking and we and we do the video, we can just maybe put little clips of it near it on that time. Be cool. So people get to understand yeah. his his true passion. I, so it becomes okay. somebody else's passion. I have a couple videos of that of Sweet. him of him, and we do he because he does he has people over. Yeah. He'll give them a little tour. And I recorded the videos. Awesome. But I was going to smile when you said that because I was thinking if my dad sees you say that, he's going to be like, okay, come make a video. Let's go edit. We'll make it awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there goes a week of my time. All right. Yeah. And like we said earlier, I can't say no. Yeah. It's already on tape. Yeah. Can't say no. We got you. We got you. Well, Beautiful. before we close out, again, this uh, show is brought to you by Chloe's Treasure. Make sure you uh, reach out to them. Uh, get your pre-orders in right now because she is going to get busy. So we thank you. We thank Mervet for sponsoring us. And if you're looking for Chloe's Treasures, yep. there's an S at the end. Yep. There you go. So it was awesome having you, and uh, we uh, look forward to the interview to be out there. So we're signing off. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Awesome. Thanks. God bless. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm chasing lightning in a bottle. I ain't baking a cake. I'm claiming my stake and taking no chances. I'm a gold manson, but more handsome. 7 7 Yeah, I'm a cancer. All of the questions, none of the answers. A hopeless romantic in love with the static and the madness. Just a man who is an audio addict. And the fact that it's not pragmatic is semantics. Cause I'm a painter that's in love with this canvas.